The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sneakers and Cleats. The podcast. Welcome back to the Sneaker Cleats podcast. This is the first day of February, gentlemen. Thursday, February 1st, episode 72. Gentlemen, how are you? Don Harris, Chuck McAtinick, as always. How Does January have like 40 days, 45 days in it? <laughs> does it seem long it's to you? It's only like February it. 1st. Yeah, why don't they give a couple of them to February? <clears throat> what, what, what do you mean? balance things out. Well, the, February gets an extra day this year. What's that calendar that's got 13 months? I don't know. Oh, Mayan? Okay. It might be. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just throwing out countries now. <laughs> <laughs> the country of Maya? I don't know. I don't know, it's man. The Gregorian calendar? I don't know. You're no, let's not get me. on it. Let's, we, we let's less, not go off on a tangent. We are less than a minute into this thing, and we're already yes. off somewhere we shouldn't be. Uh, anyway, episode 72, we have a lot to get to. Dan Quinn leaving Dallas for Washington. Some uh, fiery comments from Jerry Jones, because, like I said, he likes to stay in the headlines. But, as always, we start with the number game. Number 72, after the episode number that we're on. So, first one that came to mind for me is not a player, but a team. 1972 Miami Dolphins always comes to mind when I think of the number 72, the only undefeated team in NFL history, and I would say the only NFL team in history that will be undefeated. I don't think anybody, now that there's 17 games, possibly going to 18 games, got to get through three, four rounds of the playoffs, there's probably no one ever that's going to do it again. Somebody will do it because the Patriots almost did it that year. They were one drive short against the Giants. But even they couldn't do it. One drive short of doing it. And you got to play an extra game now. Yeah, two. Gotta, These guys did it in 14 games. Yeah, they did it in 14. I think they ended up 17 and no, that was 16 yeah. game. That was a 16-game season. No, it wasn't. It was a 14-game season. The, the Patriots? Dolphins? No, no, no. Oh, the Dolphins. No, the, the, Dolphins. The, Patriots. Yes. the Dolphins. The yeah. Dolphins did it. Uh, yes. was easier. Yes. yes. Yeah. The Dolphins and the Patriots actually had the same record, or almost the same record, I believe, I think, because the Patriots were going for 18 and 0. When the Patriots were going into the Super Bowl, they were 17-0, which was the same record as the Dolphins had. I believe they were 17-0 when they finished after the playoffs. And that 85 Bears team one, lost one game, right? It was to, to the your Dolph- Green Bay Packers. I thought it was to the Dolphins. No, maybe it was. I think you're right. I'm pretty right. sure it was to the Dolphins. It was, you're right. They were 15-1, right. and one, and the rest you're of the right. year, they were pretty good. But, but you anyway. know, this is I can dream, kind of blasphemous because yeah. it was January of 72 where the Cowboys torched the Dolphins in Super Bowl six, the 71 season, 72 Super Bowl. Oh, so that year, that's what I think of. Yeah. 72. But when you say this, but this, it's always the 72 Dolphins. Sure. You know? That won the Super Bowl in 73. Yes. The, that right, won the right. re, won the rematch between them and the Cowboys in 73. No, the Cowboys didn't play the Dolphins. They beat the Redskins. No. Yes, they did. Believe me. Oh come on! It's <laughs> they, not like it's not like you were alive then. Oh, they 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 yes. beat the Redskins <laughs> and the Garo Yapremian backwards. Yes, the left uh, the the left handed pass. Yeah, right. The, the blocked kick. He was right handed, but he tried to throw it left handed. And who intercepted and returned for a touchdown? That I couldn't tell. Mike you. Bass. Okay. Of the Redskins. All right, and then we also had Ed Too Tall Jones. He played uh, seventy two. He was. In, I don't think he was there. In what 72. was the final? He was in that 70, game, by the way, seventy four. Yes, it was. Certainly was. 
Uh, at Utah Jones, 15 years from for the boys. Oh. Tennessee State. Why are you so good at that? I don't know. <laughs> he played for 15 years, won a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. Chuck and I both played against Ed Tutal Jones. <laughs> did you? We did. That's right, in that basketball That's game. That's right, celebrity basketball game. How did you guys do? I got my butt kicked by Robert Newhouse, <laughs> and I got knocked on my butt, but I can't remember who did it. There was a big offensive lineman. Oh, God, I wish I could remember his name. And yeah, that did not end well for me. I thought, yeah, this is it's all for charity until you go up against uh, Robert Newhouse, the former Seriously, professional. He was athlete. guarding me like he thought I was yeah. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He pushed me around. I was like, oh man, competitiveness, man, very much so. And then the last one that I had down for players, at least, is Carlton Fisk. Seventy. He was not seventy-two when he was with the Red Sox, but when he went to excuse me, the White Sox and the Yankees, he was number seventy-two. I actually have a signed ball from Car- Carlton Fisk I, because I am a Red Sox fan. I always have the uh, waving. Of the uh, oh, yeah. hole in left field in my head. So what co- what number was he with the Red Sox? Uh, twenty three, twenty seven. Twenty seven. It was just inverted. Yeah. Uh, and then also in seventy two, the Washington Senators moved to Dallas, became the Texas Rangers. Moved to Arlington. Yes, moved to the Dallas Fort Worth area. True. Uh, became the Texas Rangers. The stickler. Yeah. No, well, I'm just saying Arlington. You, you remember that old Arlington <laughs> class, the guy in the class that's the stickler. You remember the old uh, Dallas Cowboys. Arlington, the original Arlington, Arlington, Arlington Stadium. It was just like a high school stadium. It was. It looked, looked like County Stadium in Milwaukee. I think they were both made by the same dude. And then oh. ending on a uh, somber note is Roberto Clemente also died in 72 from a plane crash near Puerto Rico when he was on his way bringing relief supplies to the Nicaraguan earthquake victims. So let's get to a little bit of a lighter note and get to what we're talking about today. Just about an hour ago, we're filming this, recording this at film. Filming. Film at 11 o'clock. We're putting this on film. I'm putting it on film. We actually have a lot of film and like old recording devices over here. But anyway, uh, about an hour ago, Dan Quinn has accepted the, the job as the Washington Commander's head coach. He will become a head coach for the first time since he was in Atlanta and lost the 28-3 infamous Super Bowl, lost the lead to the Patriots, lost uh, 34-28 to Tom Brady in the past. In overtime. In overtime. Once the game went to overtime, it was over. I mean, the the Falcons were gassed, but that's besides the point. He leaves (laughs) uh, Dallas after three years and a lot of accolades for a good defense. So Very much so. Got to ask you guys, good or bad for the Cowboys? Well, here's what I'll say. I was pretty much resolved to the fact that Dan Quinn was going to leave them for a head coaching job at one point or another. Inside the division makes it juicy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because the the commanders, Washington, I, I'm old school, so I still see Washington as the biggest rival. I know the Giants and the Eagles are probably – the Eagles probably the biggest rival now. But – for me, as a kid with the Cowboys, it was always the hated, evil Washington Redskins. And for him to be coaching in the division against Mike McCarthy, I just find that that's going to be some storylines a couple of times next year. That's going to be fun. I agree. But is it is it going to benefit them? I mean, I think we've talked about... Benefit he, the Cowboys? Benefit the Cowboys, because he's brought the D back to Dallas. He really has. I mean, they've been fifth in scoring defense. They've been fifth in yards the last couple of years. They've really turned it around. I think they've led the league in turnovers with 93 over the past three years as well. They've been 12-5 and five every season, as much as credit as we want to give Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott on, Prescott on that. Um, 
it has to do with the defense as well. Micah Parsons has become a superstar under his tutelage. Demarcus Lawrence has done really well. Deron Bland has become a star under his tutelage. I mean, you have all these guys that have played really well under Dan Quinn, and they all love Q, but I don't know how they're going to do now that he's leaving, or do they need somebody in there who is going to put a foot in their ass and tell them to get to the next level? Well, I think that's fair. You know, I think when Dan Quinn was there, he obviously did a nice job, right? Resurrecting, he had a top five defense, so give credit where credit's due. For but sure. Jerry Jones has said some interesting things over the last week or so. In particular, he said three things that stood out to me the other day in terms of where this team needs to go. One, they got to run the ball better. But he also said they need to be more physical and they need to stop the run. That's been one thing during the Dan Quinn era that they haven't been elite at right? Stopping the run. And in the postseason, that's usually a thing that will get you beat or, you know, whether it's on the defensive side of the ball, whether you can stop it or whether it's on the offensive side and you can't run the football. So maybe this works out great for both teams. Washington gets a new voice in the room. He's going to be stern, but he's also going to be, he's also a player's coach too. I get the sense Dan Quinn is. Mm -hmm. So maybe the Cowboys need somebody that's going to be a little bit more of an author authoritarian in the guy coming in. And maybe it's Ron Rivera. Maybe it's. They're yeah. switching spots. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't that make for an interesting storyline, right? I uh, All incestuous in the NFC East. I don't think the Cowboys are sweating this as much as they would have in the previous off seasons because of the way the Packers game and Aaron Jones ran all over them. Um, I think it was almost like. We're going to have to make some changes. We're not changing Dak. We're not changing Mac. So this is kind of a easy way. I mean, you don't have to fire anybody. Yeah. But there's going to be a change, and I think I think they're looking forward to changing some things. They're going to change a lot of things, but I think this is one of those easy changes since the guy leaves on his own. Yeah. I think everyone was clamoring for change after what happened in the playoffs. Sure. And this is, like you said, the easiest way to get change because – I think Dan saw the writing on the wall, whether the defense came out and fell flat this year or came out and was firing on all cylinders and they didn't end up. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winning the Super Bowl again, he was going to be gone next year regardless, in my opinion. Yeah. And how often do people clamor? Yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> what about... <laughs> you and my verbiage, man. What about the word disruptive that Jerry used yeah. over yeah. and over again this week? This is fairly disruptive. It's You're like losing you... a guy that guided you to a top five defense. So, so basically, my point is, when it comes to Dan Quinn, um, I think it's good that he's leaving. I think it's good for all the players involved that he's leaving. I think that they might have liked him, but they didn't. Mike is going with him, he said, right? <laughs> he did say that. I thought, well, he Dak, said it out loud. Dak also said that about Mac, and I don't really think that was going to happen either. So. I think it's all good for all the players involved. I think it's going to be great for Trayvon, great for Deron Bland. I think it's going to be great for all the guys involved because they'll have a new voice in there and they'll be able to um, take on a new strategy. All Micah Parsons has ever known is Dan Quinn. 
So now that they're going to get a new voice, maybe someone, yeah. maybe someone different, someone maybe that can change the mental, um, the mental aspect of the game and something maybe change his mindset when it comes to stopping the run or how he's used on the defense and maybe they drop him into coverage more maybe they do a bunch of things with Micah and and use this team and its talent a little differently I told you guys last week or two weeks ago whatever it was that it seems like this coaching staff doesn't get the most out of the talent that they have and they undoubtedly unquestionably have talent can a new defensive coordinator get more out of the talent that's on this defense, I would say yes. Well, I don't know that I would agree with that assessment. I mean, they won 12 ball games, and there were a lot of guys that had great years. Now, they clearly didn't get the most out of them in that playoff game. So I guess that's where, as an organization, they've got to figure out how do we change the dynamic once we rip off 12 games and put ourselves in the two seed and then get to the postseason. I don't know what the answer is, but it's obviously happened enough to where – they got to figure something out, or you're going to keep repeating the same types of scenarios. I I know what it is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I I will bang this drum forever until they get a quarterback with a clutch gene, which they don't have. No, they don't. And any look, I was looking at this the other day. Like Lamar Jackson's great. He's going to be the two time MVP. He's one in three in playoff games, and Josh Allen's great. And Dak Prescott's great, but Dak, what's Dak's playoff record now? Like two and six? Not good, not good, Jim. And then you got a guy like Brock Purdy, who's the last guy in the draft, who has no—he's like my size, like five ten, one eighty-five, or whatever. <laughs> he's he not is. that small. Whatever. He's six one, six foot. I'll look, he's not Troy Aikman. Anyway, he's got a clutch gene. Twice in these playoffs, he's—he's. He's, you know, drive your team right down the field for the game-winning drive. I just—he's six-one. He's six-one. So, anyway, I think they win twelve. Ga- they'll win twelve games for the next five years. Doesn't matter who their guy. defensive coordinator is. Well, no, it does matter who their defensive coordinator coordinator is. But I mean, I think Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback, capable of winning twelve games for the next five years and then losing every year in the divisional playoff. You know who I could see them bring in. Is and I think it would be a controversial hire just because of his um, lack of success as a head coach. Is Brandon Staley? I could see them bringing in like a young defensive mind who now doesn't have to worry about his nonsensical uh, fourth down calls and time uh, management restraints. He just has to worry about the defense. And one thing Brandon Staley can do is coach ball. He can coach defense. But didn't they have defensive troubles? Because he was the head coach as well. He was the defensive play caller and the head coach. It's more to deal with. He was a really good defensive coordinator when he was with the Rams. Interesting. So I, I wouldn't put that past uh As long as he didn't have to talk to the media. Yeah, no. He shouldn't talk to the media. He shouldn't call timeouts. And he shouldn't uh, go for it on fourth down. Well, does, talking but. to the media is a requirement in Dallas. For the, for my, <laughs> so, Quinn did it every yeah, week. One, once a week. That's all you got to do. Everyone, everyone usually puts their offensive defensive corners up once a week. But I think it – Ultimately, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move for Dan. I think it's a good move for the for the Cowboys. I think both teams had run their course, and this is going to be a little bit beneficial to all of them. We'll have a revenge game. You know it's probably going to be the last game of the year here in Dallas uh, against Washington. So we'll see what happens next days. year. Maybe, oh, yeah. yeah, maybe a Thanksgiving Day game. He comes back to Dallas. I don't know. It's going to be one of the two. Uh, let's get to Jerry's comments. So for people who don't know, uh, I don't know why you wouldn't, but 
Jerry is the GM and the owner, which means that Jerry goes to all the things that normal GMs would go to. Usually you don't see an owner go to a senior bowl. But because Jerry is Jerry and Jerry uh, is the GM, he goes to the Senior Bowl. And, of course, there's no one else that the uh, all the media wants to talk to besides Jerry Jones when they're at the Senior Bowl. He talked for almost 30 minutes the other day because he loves to hear himself talk. No, um, I think you know. I think it's because there's genuine interest, too. I mean, th- here we is. are. We're two weeks before the Super Bowl, and everybody's talking about the Cowboys. I mean, just the because way he wants that, it. That's what he does. Yeah, but well, <laughs> you also, he don't have, we don't have to not talk about him. I mean, that's the thing. There's interest, and luckily for us, he, he will at least talk. go out and share what's going through his mind. I'm not complaining about it because yeah. it helps our shows. <laughs> and 100%. he gave a statement, you know, when he, when he kept Mac – he gave us long statement. Well, this is the first time he was available since then. So people have questions. They got questions about Dak's extension. I just found, I listened to the whole 30 minutes and he purposefully confused the crap out of everybody there about what he wants to do with Dak, whether it's extend him, whether it's add the dead years, yeah. whether it's uh do nothing. He he just he went as far as you could go to just have people going, what? The, 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 <laughs> uh, certainly I'm not going to speak about a contract, but we'll tell you that, uh, nothing that I say about any particular player's contract. And, and it was like, and at the end of the day, it's like, we're not going to do anything that will preclude us from signing CD, Micah, and Dak. But that, doesn't necessarily mean we extend Dak, but obviously they can't do nothing because then they would not be able to sign Micah. So it might be option number two where they add the dead years and they just roll the dice because he did say the words all in. He and, said, yeah, he's so a couple of things to off that point. The one thing that he said about Dak, which I'll move to the front here, is he said, we will go as far as Dak takes us. And this year we went as far as Dak could take us. That was a whole ass indictment on Dak Prescott. He could only take us to the divisional round is basically what Jerry Jones said on this the other day. He said, I'm all in on this next year. We're going to have Dak as our quarterback, but we went as far as Dak could take us, and next year we'll go as far as Dak can take us again. That's not a ringing endorsement for your quarterback who you're about to get $55, 60000000 dollars to again. But I, I, Well, and I wouldn't. I mean, well, he, just at his age for a bunch of different reasons. But I think – you have to kind of learn to read between the lines with Jerry. And I think some of what he was saying, if I'm reading the leaves right, is that you can't just rely on a quarterback to win you ball games. You got to have a running game. You got to have good receivers. You got to have it all, right? You got to have an offensive line that's good and solid and sturdy and all that other stuff. So there were th- three things that he said that I alluded to earlier. He also said in that, uh, in that press conference the other day or that, you know, that impromptu press conference about trying to get better at running the football, right? So they've got to do something with that. I lost my train of thought. I know I was going somewhere really good at that. Derek Henry. No, but I mean, (laughs) so anybody, right? But it's, you, he said, I know, I remember what it was now. He said, we saw some things this year and we're going to ride those guys. Well, what did he see this year? C.D. Lamb. 88. And who's the other guy? 11, right? So they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that those guys and their role on the team is elevated more so than it even is now. Okay, so in order to sign those two guys, 
you can't do nothing with Dak because he counts so much against your cap. That would that would lead you to believe that they're going to extend him, which was what everybody said for the last year, and that what they planned on when they gave him this first contract. So it's been in the work for three years that they were going to give him an extension. However, salaries and quarterbacks have gotten to the point and Dak's age and inability to close have gotten to a part where I think option C is now on the table, and that is you add another dead money year or two, which you're going to pay for down the road. But in the meantime, it allows you to sign CD and Micah and go, quote-unquote, all in on 2025. Dak gets paid. He, um, he's making great money. If he leads you to a Super Bowl, you can re-sign him. But he's a free, uh, unrestricted free agent, and you have to outbid everybody else who's gonna right who's gonna come in. But, but like it, so, but who's that's gonna I, who's gonna outbid him? One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're gonna pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. At that point, if he doesn't lead him to the Super Bowl, or even if he does, he will have a line of suitors out the door. Well, then, but Jerry's gonna at that point would probably be, could justify we keep, giving it to him. But we keep talking about his age. He's thirty years old. He's not Peyton Manning's age. He's not Aaron Rodgers' but age. Why would you give a loser six years? Because he's still a top fifteen quarterback. Are you telling me that the you think he's going to be a, a six years from now? He's going to be he, his game isn't. Lamar Jackson's game. He's not a running You'd extend quarterback. Him. You'd extend him. I wouldn't extend him personally if I was the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys know of all of all people what he is. But I think that if you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback right now, you would be lining up out the door. Well, of course, he, there will be other made, teams that do that. If he made it to free agency, he would be making 60 – he would be the highest played, paid player in the NFL. Maybe. So, I mean, there, there's probably a good chance that you're right on that. But for the sake of arguing, it's – if you're going to kick all this money down the curb anyway, how functional are you going to be as a football team if you've got dead money on top of, you know, a, a quarterback? And again, I, I say age for Dak because to me he moves differently than he did when he was and a rookie. And Jerry specifically brought There's up age on that guy. Jerry specifically brought up Brock Purdy and other teams around the league who are doing it with guys on rookie contracts. They have Trey Lance on their roster. Like, he's not as good as Dak. He's also going to have to be re-signed here soon, too. But he's right. not going to get that kind of money. No. But if you – I mean, he's not as good as Dak, but a different quarterback, a cheaper quarterback, allows you more C.D. Lambs, more Micah Parsons. Uh, you end up you end up like the Niners. You end up like the Niners, and look what they're doing. They're going to Super Bowls. Right, let me ask you. let me ask you guys this. We, we look at this from the team perspective all the time. You see the Niners with Chase Young on one end, Bosa on the yeah, other? Yeah, they still don't have a great pass rush. Um, or the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we have more time to talk about them later. But let me ask you guys this. So if you were Dak, looking at this from a team perspective is one thing, but looking at this from where Dak is in his life and his career, if you were Dak, would you even want to be in Dallas anymore? Yes, I, I would. I personally wouldn't. Well, because every single day you have to deal with this crap. Every single day, and he has done it 
as well as anybody has in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. It's bigger than football. He has been amazing. It's for bigger Dallas. than football. The star on the helmet of the Cowboy quarterback gets you a twenty million dollar TV deal like Tony Romo and Troy Aikman, and it gets you a seven hundred million dollar real estate now. business like Roger Staubach. It's different now though, because he's been that for so long. He can still do that after he's gone. You're telling me that if he goes to, I'm just going to pick a team out of out of thin air here. If he goes to the Commanders, just because they're top of mind, that that wouldn't happen afterwards. He would still be the the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He the former quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He still has all these chunky soup commercials. He still has all these things. Maybe right. You don't need that at this point. Well, you don't need all this crap that comes with being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He wanted some of it, or you don't take the chunky soup commercials or the sleep bed commercials or whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, some of this is because he wanted it. You you could pull a Tim Duncan. And have all the superstar notoriety without all the nonsense that goes along with it. If you just keep your nose clean, do your job. I don't remember Tim doing a whole lot of endorsements and turning a lot of his stuff down because he didn't want to have to deal with that much hate. And it's not even a fair fight because the Cowboys are in a different stratosphere from every other team on the planet. But some of this is... Again, there's I'm, al- there's I'm also, not going to feel sorry for him too much on this. I there's mean, also walk some, away from it. There's also something to say though is like, does the pressure get to him? We've seen the pressure get to him in the playoffs. If you're the Cowboys quarterback in the divisional round of the playoffs, it's different than being the the Dal- or the uh, Atlanta Falcons quarterback in the second round of the playoffs. It's maybe he would perform better in a different setting. You nobody knows that. Only he might know that. But. If I was Dak Prescott, I would say, I don't need this crap. I'll play on the one year that I have. I He has in his contract that he can't be tagged. He can't be traded. He has all the leverage. So he can go to him and be like, you know what? I'll play under my $59.5 million, and I'll be a free agent But next here's year. the thing. So everything that you just said, he's still under his current contract. He signed up for this contract. Now, after the end of this year— yeah. If he says, look, you know what? I'm going to take less to stay here regardless of whether they win a Super Bowl or not— but I don't want to have to talk. I don't want to have to get in front of the media. I'm not doing any commercials. I'm going to just be the quarterback, and that's it. But for right now, this is part of what he signed up for. If you're going to be paid like a top 10 guy, then damn it, you're the face of the franchise, and, to, and you got to get out in front and be that guy. To your point, if Jerry Jones puts a piece of paper in front of you, Matt, or Dak, to, this offseason, it says, there you go, there's $230 million. You're not going to say, ah, I'm just going to play it out. I don't, I don't want this stuff anymore. Why, why not? He can make $300 million next year. He could. He could also redo his ankle and make nothing. Yeah, but he would, if he breaks his ankle again, he would still get paid next offseason by somebody. Yeah. I mean, not, but not I, mean I think this is where the pendulum is swung, right? So Dak had all the momentum and the pendulum swinging to his side the first time he went through the contract situation. This time he doesn't. It's going back towards the Cowboys. And so it's not like the Cowboys don't have options. I mean, look at the Packers. They let the great Aaron Rodgers go, and they made a playoffs with some guy that nobody even knew and played pretty well for the most part. So That's what Jerry was saying a little bit this week was, we are – this is my translation. He loves Dak. He will sign that – Jerry will give Dak this extension if he can also get C.D. and Micah, and the three of them can – Take five million less here, ten million less here. We all work it out. Dak's being paid forty-five million a year instead of sixty million a year, whatever for six years. But some of it's guaranteed. Like he'll work with them to see if it all works. But at the end of the day, if he can't get CD and he can't Micah, and and Dak's gonna 
require six years at $60 million to be the highest-paid quarterback. That's where Jerry hinted this week that I might have to look at how the Niners are doing. Maybe he's, you know, what he needs to do is look at how his players, uh, family members tweet out because you have Terrence Parsons, who is Micah's brother, saying that uh, Dak needs to take $40 million or he ain't it. And then you have CD's mom tweeting out or Facebooking or whatever. Facebooking, wow, I sounded old. Um, or going logging into that <laughs> World Wide Web or going on Facebook and saying Dak ain't it and CJ Stroud is. It's like, Zach shouldn't have to deal with this crap because he's even dealing with his own boys, families saying he sucks. Like, right. I mean, at this point, it's like, hurts. why are you dealing? <laughs> right. We we all have empathy for Dak, and I think we've all, for the most part, defended him through all of this. I mean, I've said all along, I like Dak Prescott as a quarterback, as a player, as a leader. I just don't like him at this price because of what it does to the rest of your salary cap. All those nickels that you're paying him are some money that's not going to somewhere else like a Parsons or CD. And those are the guys you need those two guys to win because they're your difference makers on that offense. Let's get to one other thing Jerry Jones said before we get out of here. So he was asked about Bill Belichick. There's been a lot of speculation about Bill Belichick potentially wanting to go to the Cowboys. Uh, Jerry Jones even wanting him with the Cowboys. However, he kept Mike McCarthy. It turns out that Bill Belichick didn't get a job this year, didn't get a head coaching job. He still could be a defensive coordinator. I don't see that happening, but who knows? Um, so it looks like he's going to sit out this season, Bill Belichick is. If Mike McCarthy doesn't do well, he could be a potential candidate for the Cowboys head coaching job next year. So Jerry was asked about uh, Bill Belichick, and he said, quote, I know him personally, and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. I don't see that as um, something that would work, but what do you make of Jerry's comments? I don't know that it would or wouldn't work, but you know, there's a bunch of different ways you could pair this. Dan Quinn was a guy that took a team to the Super Bowl and was a head coach, and what did he do? He liked McCarthy. He said, okay, I'll, just, I'll come in, I'll sit for a couple years, and I'll be the defensive coordinator for your team. I'll do just that job. And then look what he did. Use that as a springboard to get somewhere else. There's a Why difference not? between Dan Quinn and Bill Belichick. No, 100%. But if Bill Belichick is a football guy and likes being in a football locker room and would look at this as a challenge, and I don't know that – I wouldn't certainly say that ego is anything that's off the charts with Bill Belichick in terms of bravado or – you know, would he be lowering himself? Mike but, would never do that. I it, don't know. You I, can't sign the best coach of all time to your coaching staff and have him just right here peering over your shoulder but this is, the entire year. That was the dynamic all that year. It was McCarthy running the offense and Dan Quinn running the defense. It was essentially, you know, McCarthy's the one out in front. McCarthy wouldn't have a choice. The, Jerry it would be a it. it would be a circus. Bring it on. You want disruption? Let's Jerry do it, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry loves that. We, we love it. And come on. Coach Belichick, please, just for a year, just to see Jerry's what happens. And then if it doesn't work Barnum. out, and 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 McCarthy's in the last year of his deal, it would be an absolute every... circus. I think which Jerry's nickname is PT Barnum. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more realistic that that Belichick goes fishing for a year and then possibly joins. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll get gonna, into TV. With... Belichick's going to do something in TV. Yeah, yeah he's going to do something in TV. It's a way to stay in the game. It's going to be he, him versus uh, Stephen A. Smith on Get Up or whatever. The I would watch show. that. But yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Ron, Ron Rivera. 
I mean, that'd be another guy right there too. You know, would would he be an option? That, again, I just found I just found Jerry's comments so interesting. Like he, this is what he does. He speaks for thirty minutes. We parse out every single word that he says for the next three weeks until he talks again, and then he does it again. And so but we're just doing, talking about him. He's he's man. You, you have to go back and listen to everything that he said and try to figure it out. He was looking at Clarence, going, hey, "Does that explain it for you?" And Clarence is like. No, what you just said made absolutely no sense. Because <laughs> half the time he doesn't know where he's going until he gets there. The answer. He did the same thing with McCarthy before, though. When he brought Dan Quinn in, there were all the questions. And he kept saying, I got head coaches that are coaching at different positions all through my team right now. He talked about Kellen Moore in went, the same way. really well. So, well. That's all we got for you on the Seager's Cleats podcast on this Thursday edition. We tried to stay on the rails uh, a little bit, but sometimes – doesn't really happen. Uh, remember to download, rate, review, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Tell a friend, tell an enemy. We will see you right back here on Monday. Until then, everyone have a good weekend. And hopefully, Wemby gets picked as an all-star reserve tonight. But we'll see.